Blog Talk Radio. say good evening everybody <laughs> it's actually saturday saturday midday and uh it's the 27th of june uh 2020 uh this is our final show with survival radio christian network it's the final time that that rosalind cooper and i will be working together i'm so sad rosalind <laughs> oh yeah we've we've been a great team uh, it's been a great run here with Survivor Radio Christian Network. Uh, all fun and jokes aside, this is uh, – I am your humble host, Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Don of Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated, never duplicated. Uh, this is the PowerPoint to Victory Radio broadcast, broadcasting on the Survivor Radio Christian Network. We do radio, 2 million downloads strong. And um, as I was saying, my engineer – Rosalind Cooper and I, we've 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 tag teamed quite a lot of shows, and uh, it's as everything in life, things kind of like you move to a to another level. Uh, so this this will be our final show here with Survival Survival Radio Christian Network. It's going to be a humdinger though, because what I've what I've been led to do uh, with this particular broadcast is kind of go over um, ten or eleven points, general things. Uh, that, that we're going to review. So we've got 10, 10 or 11 things we want to get into with this particular broadcast. We're not going to eat up a lot of time with preambles and so forth and so on. I do want to say this. Um, the most recent numbers for the United States, total COVID, uh, total U.S. confirmed cases of COVID-19, 2,453,044. U.S. deaths, uh, are standing at 124,819. Just call it 125,000 to make it even. Total tested, 20,200,000. Uh, total that they claim have recovered, 663,582. I want to emphasize to people 
what are, how are they defining recovery? You, you got to ask yourself that question because I'm reading where there are people who've got permanent lung damage, people who've got permanent kidney damage, people who, you know, it's taken them eight, 10 weeks after they've been released from hospital or whatever, and they're still not 100%. Uh, people who, who, who thought they were clear of COVID and then the symptoms come back. This is one big screw-up. And for Christians to have supported this guy who they knew was not qualified to be president of the United States, why did they do this? And it comes back to, and I've said it again and again and again, white supremacy uh, ideology in the guise of Christianity. That's all it is. I don't care how you polish it. I don't care how you dress it up. I don't care how you paint it. That's what it is, okay? They had a choice between a highly qualified female, Hillary Clinton, and you hear people, well, the email. Well, you know, the foundation in Haiti. Um, um, you know, uh, I didn't like her. We weren't voting for the class president. She is the most qualified that in my lifetime, okay? I'm not comparing her to Joe Biden because I haven't looked at his credentials, but up until 2016, the most qualified of my lifetime. This man was so dangerous that uh, there were up to 200 different conservative publications across the United States that warned everybody, don't vote for him. Many of them outright endorsed Hillary Clinton, see? But you've got this thing about hating women, and it's not in the Bible, even though they say it is. They've got this thing about hating gay and lesbian people. That's not in the Bible, okay? It's in our Bible today, but when you go to the original manuscripts, it's not there, okay? So um, they've got this thing about, you know, they've got a problem with people of color, whether they're Hispanic or whether they're Kurds or whether they're Arabs or whether they're people from the African continent or the Asian continent. They've got these issues, okay? And none of this is of God. Jesus Christ was a liberal who was killed by conservatives in his, uh, 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 his culture of that time, and the people who killed him, just like they've got today, they want to bring, you know, create an America today where the church people are in control of everything, well, the church people were in control of everything then, the Sanhedrin, and they had him killed, okay? The Romans might have been the ones who put him on the cross, but it was because the Sanhedrin wanted it done, and they were maneuvering behind the scenes just like you see today. Politics, that's what it was. So uh, getting back to our COVID, real quick, just for information's sake, Florida has 9,000 in the last day. 9,000. Texas has closed its bars, okay? And uh, uh, the EU, when it opens up, is talking about banning U.S. travelers. So I just wanted to complete that thought. Don't understand. This is sacrificing people to the false god Moloch, M-O-L-E-C-H, using the fire of epidemiological warfare, the pandemic, to just force people back to work for other people to make money. So let me run these numbers again. The U.S. pandemic, as of today, okay, total U.S. confirmed cases, call it 25, uh, 2,500,000. U.S. deaths, 125,000. Tested, 20,200,000. Recovered, allegedly, 663,000. Florida, is recording 9,000 new cases a day. Texas is closing its bars. The EU, okay, the uh, European Union, the, the United States is so hot with this disease that they're banning uh, travelers from the United States to come over there. The United States is a pariah nation. Think about that. The United States, four years ago it was a world leader. Now it's a pariah uh, 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 nation. Okay, so we're going to take our first commercial break. And then when we come back, I'm going to go over 10 things, 10, 10, 10 reasons why uh, 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 God is a liberal. Jesus was a liberal. The conservatives have it wrong, any way you want to put this. But these are our notes 
that I'm led to talk about uh, uh, for tonight's uh, for tonight's broadcast or today's broadcast. <laughs> All right, uh, Rosalind, you got the helm. If your company needs a voiceover professional, call me at 646-504-1376. I'm Dane Reed. That's 646-504-1376. I'm there for you when you need live announcing for events, company voicemails, commercials, professional voiceovers for important videos, voicemails, and anything else your company might need. Call me at 646-504-1376. Interested in doing voiceovers? I also do consultations. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. You may have heard the phrase, deals are done on the golf course, but do you know how that happens? The book Nine Holes, Nine Goals will provide hole-by-hole guidance on what to do and mistakes to avoid during a round of business golf. Pre-order your copy today at 9holes9goals.com because closing deals on the golf course is no longer just a phrase. You can do it too. SRN Survival Radio Network. Okay, well, we're back from our first commercial break. My engineer, Rosalind Cooper, doing a great job as usual. I am your humble host, Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Donna spiritual kung fu, often imitated, never duplicated. And this is the PowerPoints of Victory Radio podcast. And uh, we're podcasting on the Survivor Radio Christian Network. We do radio 2 million downloads strong. And uh, as I said earlier, after six years with uh, Survivor Radio Christian Network, this is our final podcast. Uh, the station is having to shut down for various reasons. And uh, so we're transitioning over to YouTube. And uh, we are in the process of, of uh, converting these, these um, uh, podcasts that we've done. <clears throat> and so we just want to review some of the topic areas. We want to review some of the topic areas that we've covered uh, in our podcasts. So we're going to have uh, YouTube videos in the realm of health and wellness, uh, over overcoming obstacles in life, overcoming addiction, a true spirituality through the scriptures, proof that uh, Jesus Christ was actually a liberal, okay, or is a liberal. Uh, we have a podcast that we've done on uh, a series on on marriage, okay, and uh, so so. It's it's going to be very exciting to to uh, uh, t- the challenge of doing these things and and uh, we will be setting up a a uh, Patreon Patreon account and we hope that uh, those of you who are interested in supporting us in this area uh, will free to join us there. Okay, I think uh, in this day and age with the confusion with the churches, uh, the hatred and animosity that we see in the United States and the environs around, because whatever happens in America, uh, these missionaries and, you know, television, cable, uh, you know, uh, broadcasting companies such as TBN, and I'm not saying it's their fault, but broadcasting companies such as TBN, you know, Trinity Broadcasting Network and other international uh, places like that, uh, they, they, they expound these concepts of scripture. And so uh, these ideas of uh, who God and Jesus uh, are these false ideas? They get sold abroad 
and they bring other people into disrepute, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the reality is, is that, you know, God just wasn't about this stuff, and Jesus wasn't about this stuff. Let me put it to you this way. If God was a conservative the way the United States today, the 2020 Republican Party says a conservative, none of us would be alive today because from the moment that Adam and Eve sinned in the book of Genesis, okay, those first couple of chapters, God would have executed us. Because sin, he hates sin, right? Bible says this. This is what we're taught. So if he hates sin, he would have just executed us. Bam. End of story. He would have started doing life on some other planet. But he didn't, okay? He created a system to allow us to rehabilitate. Why? Because God is a liberal, okay? God is a liberal, all right? Now, how did he do that? Well, first thing he did was he drove them out of the garden, all right? Instead of killing them, he drove them out of the garden. Number two, all right, he made a prophecy that he was going to send someone, okay, he would establish a system that would allow us to reconcile ourselves spiritually back to him, all right? Now, I'm not getting into the details of what that's about because different people have different faith systems, all right? But the generality of what God said was, okay, we have been cut off our spirit from him, okay, and he's going to make a way for our spirit to be rejoined with him. Because when you look in the book of Genesis, there are two creations. And I always wondered when I started reading the Bible for myself, why are there two creations? And then the spirit showed me after many, many years, of course, you know, because this is a process. It takes time to learn this stuff. He showed me that one creation was the creation of the flesh, and the other creation was the creation of the spirit. And when he spoke about the creation of the spirit, that's where he says, creating man in my image and likeness. So the outside body, whether you're brown, green, blue, yellow with green polka dots, is not what he's talking about in the word of God. He's speaking about the spirit man, the spirit woman, okay? And I say spirit man, spirit woman, because in, in, in God is, is a spirit, okay? He's neither male nor female. He's a spirit. All right. So... These are uh, different general points that I'm just led to kind of go through uh, uh, as, as, as we get into the meat of, of, of this, this podcast. All right. So he says he's going to make this way to recreate uh, uh, this, this bond, this joining between us and him. Now, go to the book of John, chapter 17. Jesus says, he's talking about his disciples. As, I am, as they are one with me, the disciples are one with him, I am one with you. Jesus is one with God. Now, mathematically, if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. If 2 plus 1 is 3, all right, so that's A. Uh, 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 so if, if we have 2 plus 1 as A and we have the number 3 as B and we have 4 minus 1 as C, all of those are equal. They all equal 3, okay? They all equal 3. They all equal three. So, so what was Jesus saying? Well, John chapter 1, verse 14 says, the word, scripture, became flesh and dwelt among us. So it's not about becoming one with this person who, who walked the earth. It's about becoming one with scripture. So when we become one with scripture, A equals B, scripture is God, because John 1, 14 says, the word of God became flesh. So when we become one with Scripture, we become one with God, right? So this is why some of the things I'm going to talk about, I'm going to refer back to what I've just expounded upon with uh, 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 this, 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 this little diatribe, this rant that I'm going on with right now. Okay, one last point. We messed up again. We messed up so bad. Okay, so we've got creation we messed up. He runs us out of the Garden of Eden. Then we mess up again, all right? And he brings the flood. He destroys everything. Whether we believe how the flood happened or whatever, something happened because archaeology all over the world, every religion mentions some catastrophic event that everything was destroyed and started over. See, they don't teach you this in America. They don't teach you this in church because they don't want you to know that what they're teaching you is not the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Now, some of these people who teach it, they really believe what they're teaching, but a lot of them know they're teaching a lie. And the problem is when you bring people to the truth, they reject it, 
okay? We see this, for example, people with masks in the United States. People are dying, you know, millions of people are sick, and et cetera, et cetera. 100,000 people, 120,000 people I just mentioned have gotten sick and died from this stuff. And there's still people arguing about wearing a mask or not, or whether it's safe, or I'll die from CO2, and they just come up with all this rubbish. It's the same thing when you bring people to the word and the truth, when you bring them the real history of, 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 of stuff. They don't want to hear it. Why? Because people want to hold on to stuff that they want to hold on to for various reasons. So anyway, we come to, we come to the flood, right, as recorded in the Bible. And so he let us start again. So he made us. We messed up. We should have been executed. No, he kicks us out of the Garden of Eden. Then we mess up again. He should have let us. He should have executed everybody. Just destroyed the world. He didn't do that. He brings. We have the story of of, of the ark and so forth. He lets us start again. All right. And then he brings uh, uh, Jesus. Okay, to let everybody start again. And it wasn't for one set of people or the other set of people and so forth. This comes down to how Scripture has been translated. And it has been translated in order to justify and satisfy the people who were in charge at the time that things were translated. Now, I'll give you proof of that. Um, I, I, the details escape me uh, as far as the names, but here's the event. There was a gentleman who was living in Holland. This is around the time of King Henry VIII historically, all right? So you want to look up the time frame? King Henry VIII of England. So there's this fella. And he translated the Bible, and he created his own version of the Bible. Now, at the time, King Henry VIII was Roman Catholic, okay? So the Pope said, anybody who's not following the Catholic Church, burn them at the stake, destroy them, get rid of them. So, of course, Henry, being the good king, uh, had this guy assassinated, all right? This is, you know, read it up. The name escapes me. Um, so... Maybe a little time later, a year, two years, whatever, Henry decides that he, he wants to marry his brothers who's died, his wife. And the Pope says, you can't do that because that's your sister-in-law, that's your sister. And King Henry VIII says, okay, I'm leaving the Catholic Church. I'm forming my own church. And that, by the way, is how the Anglican Church got started. You won't see it on their website, but that's how they got started. They'll tell you when they got started, but they won't tell you how they got started. That's how they got started, okay? All right, so what does he do? He now needs a Bible that is not the Catholic Bible. Whose Bible do you think he uses? The same bloke that he just had assassinated a year or two or whatever before, okay? So this is the politics that gets involved as you go through the history of the churches and the religions and so forth, all right? So... So, 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 so the, the Bible has been translated uh, uh, basically in order to appease the people who are in power or appease whatever's going to make the most money wherever they happen to be selling the Bible, all right? It means that it's not accurate, not accurate. And there's a lot of proof behind what I'm saying. All right, so long story short, Jesus comes, and he didn't just come from one set of people. God sent him for everybody. Why? Because God is a liberal. He's not this conservative that we were taught huffing and puffing, and he's in the heavens, and he's got this book of life, and, you know, if you didn't brush your teeth when you were two years old, then he's going to throw you into the, you know, the, 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 the gates of, 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 of hell or whatever and so forth and so on. That's not the case. God is a liberal. Jesus is a liberal because it says in one of the epistles of John, that God is love, all right? So he cannot be love and be hate at the same time, all right? Okay, so having said all of that, let me go ahead and uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, uh, 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 go through some of these points. Now, I've got 10 points. We've got 10 points here that we're going to go through, and here we go, all right? Number one, I've already mentioned Jesus was a liberal. I've gone through that, all right? Number two, Power comes from being in alignment with God, all right? It's got nothing to do with Jesus. <sighs> heretic, heretic, everybody's screaming it, right? One, two, three, heretic. Let me explain what I mean. I got a simple question for you. If the Bible is accurate, 
if we agree with that, then you explain to me how in the book of 1 Kings and 2 Kings, which is Old Covenant, that's before Jesus Christ, Elijah and Elisha did 48 recorded miracles, including the two of them together bringing three people back to life. How could they do that? One other point I want to raise. How did this guy Enoch not die? He's in the book of, of Genesis, and he's also mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. This man never died. How is it that before Jesus Christ there were two people recorded that never died, Elijah and, and, and Enoch? How did this stuff happen if there was no Jesus Christ? It was because they were in alignment with God. And, and the scriptures speak about alignment when you go to the book of Deuteronomy, okay? In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, if memory serves, it says, if you will hearken to my voice and walk according to my ways, these are the blessings that will overtake you, okay? Now, <clears throat> churches try to tell you what his ways are, okay, and, 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 and what have you. And again, this comes down to that control issue that I was speaking about before. No, this is an individual relationship between you and that force out there, whatever you call that force. That's you and that force, okay? And when you align with that force, you have power. How do you think a 60-year-old kung fu expert can still throw fellows around like they're pillows? Because they have learned how to align with whatever force that they are aligned with. And it's not a matter of age and strength. It's a matter of alignment and technique, okay? And so in, 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 a, in a similar fashion, when we learn how to walk with God through Scripture, we become spiritual kung fu artists. Because when the devils and demons and circumstances of life come along, we are able to navigate and subjugate and, and, and what have you our way through it because we learn how to walk in the spirit, as it says in Romans chapter 8, okay, because we stop walking in the flesh. See, religion, you're walking in the flesh. When you are walking in with, with God through scripture, you are walking in the spirit. And Jesus walked in the spirit. Liberal people walk in the spirit. That's why this, this event's going on right now in the United States and across the world. A man is killed by a police officer. Everybody sees it. His last breath, he cries out to his mother. It touches a cord across the planet. His daughter says, my father changed the world. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. There are people all over the world who are protesting Black Lives Matter. What they're really saying is it's time to end this colonial mindset, this supremacy mindset. We are all equal. And in the book of Galatians, chapter 3 and verse 28, it says, there's neither male nor female, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, there is neither freedman or bondsman in the kingdom of God, that we are all one through Christ Jesus. And remember, John 1.14 says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So when it says through Christ Jesus, it means what? Through the word of God, not through Jesus Christ. Whoa. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. a content creator, social media socialite, influencer, or simply love to record current events, you need the joystick. The joystick is an essential tool for every type of digital content creator. It holds two or more mobile phones or tablets, allowing users to stream and record hands-free on multiple apps simultaneously. And it's lightweight and portable. For more information or to purchase your joystick today, visit our website at www.joystick.com. Do you have tax issues, owe back taxes, or need tax relief? Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise 
and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust. Do you have a business, product, service, or an event coming up? Is your current marketing getting you nowhere? Survival Radio Network is an award-winning network with over 1 million downloads. We're offering high-exposure 30-second spots on our network, reaching diverse demographics both locally and nationwide. Give us a call at 323-977-8172 or visit our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us today. SRN, we do radio. The SRN. Right, so this is uh, Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Donna Spiritual Kung Fu of PowerPoint to Victory. And uh, we do these podcasts to empower you for success. And so we're asking that you subscribe and click the link and <clears throat> below so that uh, as we convert more and more of our podcasts to YouTube videos that we will be able to uh, contact you and uh, keep you up to speed. And the, and the other thing we'd like you to do for us, if you would, is, to, is go over to our Patreon uh, page if, if you would like to support us in this effort. <clears throat> I want to say once again, thank you to you, Rosalind, for your, you know, you're hanging in there with us and, and with SRCN uh, through the time that you've had. You've done a great job. And I want you to know <clears throat> that uh, everything you've learned, God has a way of using what we learned today to bring us to a place tomorrow. All right, so don't think that your time with SRCN, uh, SRCN has been wasted because it, it has not, okay? And I just want to – I'm just led to shout that out to you. All right, uh, let's get back into our content then. Uh, we were speaking about Jesus was a liberal. We've spoken about uh, power comes from being in alignment with God, and we used Elijah and Elisha's example. And another example was Enoch, who's mentioned in Genesis and Hebrews. Uh, we want to talk about, uh, uh, we talk, spoke about the fact that there are two people who didn't die, all right, uh, 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 before Jesus Christ, Enoch and Elijah. And now we want to talk about the English translations of the Bible that have been, it's been manipulated, okay? I want to talk about that point. The English translations, and I'm sure the other ones have too, but I can't talk about the other translations. I can talk about English. The English translations of the Bible have been manipulated. What you get, there's a guy named Richard, a gentleman named Richard Carrier, <clears throat> uh, and there are many other researchers out there. He's got a lot of YouTube videos, and he mentions in detail how these, these manipulations have been done. But I really want to direct you to a guest that I had on the show not too long ago, and you can find him at KeithGiles.com, K-E-I-T-H-G-I-L-E-S.com. All right, for more information about research, because he's, you know, he's, he's done a lot of research in this area. He has a book where he specifically talks about these manipulations. And, uh, again, if you click, and, you know, subscribe and, and click the bell uh, so that we can notify you as our, our YouTubes are coming up uh, or being, being uh, posted up, uh, you, you, will, you will see uh, when, 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 we get, when we get to his particular podcast. I've got 200 podcasts, so it, it's, it's going to take time. I'm having to uh, do this on my own, and, and uh, of course, I'm having to learn the technology and the SEO and what have you and so forth. But the very first scripture that I learned, and we'll get back to the content here, was Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who will strengthen me. And what does that mean? That means I can do all things through scripture. And scripture says, for a man whose mind stays upon the Lord, he shall direct your path. So what does that mean? The application, all I got to do is stick with learning how to do this stuff, okay? And God is going gonna, is gonna to show me how, and he's going to get things up. So click, and, uh, subscribe, the little like button, and, 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 and so forth. Thank you very much. All right, back to our point. So the English translations of the Bible has been manipulated, and Keith Giles for example, what caught my eye with him 
he mentioned that the word homosexual did not show up in the English translation until 1946, after the first world or the Second World War. Now, let me show you something about the the, uh, the World War, and I want to keep a real good track of my time here. Let me show you something about the Second World War. There was a device called Enigma, E-N-I-G-M-A, Enigma. I believe that's how you spell it. It was a, a device, a coding device that the Nazis had created, and they thought it, you couldn't break the code. It was foolproof. They had their 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 submarines using it. They had the Air Force using it. The Army, everybody was using it, and it was this mathematical thing. It was near impossible to to break uh, the code and so forth. And you know the person who was most instrumental in breaking that code was a gentleman who was a homosexual. Now, because of Enigma, the Battle of El Alamein, Montgomery was able to win it. He was able to defeat Rommel. Because of Enigma, the Battle of the Atlantic, to be able to bring stuff from the United States and Canada over to uh, 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 the, the United Kingdom and from the different colonies of the United Kingdom and so forth uh, around uh, around the place to be able to locate the various uh, battle cruisers and, and what was going on to be able to, to know what was happening with the German military uh, their, 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 what they were doing all of this was through this enigma and the key think of how many lives this man saved as far as people who were fighting against the Nazis, right? And this guy was gay. And as soon as the war was over, they went after him, okay? But when you go to the Bible, it never showed up in the English translations until 1946. Why? Because of conservatives, okay? Now, that's just one example. I'll give you another example. When I first started to really read the Bible, it was in the mid-19, it was the early 1970s, right? Mid to early. And I remember I met these Rastafarians, and I'm schooling overseas. You know, I'm in the Caribbean schooling, and when I say overseas, I'm, 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 around, the, I'm around the world. And they started talking to me about different stuff, and they challenged me about Jesus Christ. And one thing that they brought to me was they says, okay, well, what color was he? And, of course, I'd always been taught he was this white guy, all right? So uh, 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 they bring me to... Revelations. And when I go to Revelations chapter 1, the guy says, read it. And this is from the King James Version, Gideon Bibles, you know, the ones that you find in the hotels, all right? And what it said was, John saw a vision of Jesus, and his hair was like burnt, was like sheep's wool, his skin was like burnt brass, and his eyes was red like fire, okay? Let me say that again. Hair like sheep's wool, all right? Eyes like fire, skin like burnt brass. That's a black man. That's a brown man. That's definitely not a white man. Then I remember when I went to Catholic high school that we were taught, this is Catholic high school, that there was these popes. There was a family in, in, in what is now Italy, and they were called the Borgia family, very wealthy, upper class, conservative, and they became this series of popes. And one of them decided to pay a painter to do a picture of Jesus Christ, and they used as the model his son. This is a pope, had a son, okay? So it just, I got exposed to all of this crookedness. Now, if you look at today's King James Version, the hair, I believe, is now white. His skin is shiny, and his eyes have got some other kind of something. So what happens? Why is it different now, King James Version, than what it was in the 1970s? Exactly what I'm talking about. The translations have been manipulated. Keith Giles and his broadcast, and again, like and subscribe. That way, when this pops up, you'll see it. When, when we get around it, when we're led to do, do, do his conversion. Uh, in his broadcast, he specifically mentions that these things were done deliberately. Now, this is a, a, a gentleman who used to be with the evangelical churches in America. He was a pastor. He had a church. He was doing his thing. He, he you know, followed Rush Limbaugh. He was a Republican voter. And then he, he explains in his broadcast what happened, all right? So um, he mentions that in the book of, of the epistles of, of Paul, 
that he spe- Paul specifically mentions in the original manuscripts all sorts of women who were leaders in the early church. Okay? We know that the very first evangelists were the women who came back from the grave declaring the risen Christ. Well, why was it women? Because the men were all scared. They were all hiding out. It was the women who had the kahunas to go and, you know, uh, 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 go to the grave and see what was going on and put their lives on the line and go see what was happening. And then they came back declaring the risen Christ. But they're not portrayed as leaders. Why? Because of conservatives, okay, and, 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 and the conservative church and conservative society. But God was, is a liberal, and Jesus is a liberal. And this is the reality that we have to come to understand. All right, let's take a look at something else. Point number five, women have never been second-class citizens in the Bible, okay? I just mentioned that. They've always been first-class. If you go to the book of Judges, the very first judge in the book of Judges is a woman called Deborah, okay? Deborah, the very first judge. Now, you may say, well, 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 you know, Dr. Johnson, why, gladiator, why is it that, 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 that the Bible is the way it is? Because of how it's been translated into English. Are you actually reading the original manuscript, or are you believing what you're reading? And you ever notice when you raise your hand at a church and you start asking questions, if the questions go outside of what they can answer, they basically run you out to church? Boom. That's when I got to have one of those sound effects with the drum roll. So women have never been second class. So why are they second class now? Because conservatives put them into a second class status. They were second class in the Jewish culture of the time of Jesus, and that was part of the problem they had about Jesus because he was talking about social equality. He was talking about economic equality. He was talking about the fact that everybody is the same in the kingdom of God. And he says the kingdom of God lives within us. And these people who had all the money, they had all the resources, they had all the connections, and the people who were connected to them, because, you know, you may, be the, you may have the king, but they're regular people who have connections to the king, so they want to make sure the king stays in power because that's how they get, get their little up-up on everybody else, right? So they go along with whatever the king does, even if the king is wrong. They could care less. If the king says kill, they go kill, all right? Now, so, so, so this is why they knocked off Jesus. Yeah, I know the Romans did it, but it was the conservative Jewish people who did it, not the Jews, the conservative Jews, not the Jews, the conservatives who happen to be Jewish. Okay, want to make that clear. All right. So women have never been second-class citizens. Let's go on to number six. All right, to join the church. You sold everything and gave it to the church for the church to give away. That's not how churches operate now, is it? At least not in the United States. You've got all these people talking about they're Christians. Now they want to break it up. I'm a dominionist Christian. I'm a constitutional Christian. I'm this kind of Christian. I'm that kind of Christian. Let me tell you something. If you're walking with God, you're supposed to be walking according to the book. And the book that they claim they follow in the book, of 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 Acts, Book of Acts, read it, you will see that when you join the church, you sold your stuff, gave it to the church, and they gave it away to the needy. That sounds just like what they call socialism, you know, and the radical left agenda. But see, Jesus was part of that radical left agenda. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. To join the church, Book of Acts, you had to sell everything you own, give it to the church, and they gave it away to people who was needy so that everybody was equal. All right? All right? Think about that. So everybody was equal. Jesus was a liberal. The church was liberal. But when they created Christianity in 325 AD, it was a dictator who needed a religion so he could take control of this empire that he had just his way into Rome, you know, to take over, this was Constantine, then he took the religion that everybody was persecuting, and he brought some leaders together, and he said, here's the deal. You fellows are going to create a religion. I'm going to put you in charge of everybody else, 
and we're going to eliminate all these other religions because your religion is going to be the only religion in the empire. What religions were they getting rid of? There were a lot of Greek-based religions and, and uh, Egyptian-based uh, religion, North African-based religions that, that, that were prevalent in, in that day. The Germans had their thing going on, what we call the Germans today, the Germanic tribe, people up in Northern Europe, you know, what have you. They had their thing going on. So you had a lot of people believing a lot of stuff, but they were all united with one thing. We're going to knock off these, these, these people who are following this Jesus guy. So 325 A.D., Council of Nicaea, Christianity is created, and the military is used to force everybody to join. Now, what does that mean? It means basically this. If you didn't join, you were put to the sword, and they stole your stuff. So if you had any kind of influence locally, and they wanted to get rid of your influence, they just accused you of not being a Christian. The military came, killed you, and they took your stuff. That's what's been going on with religion since God made dirt, okay? You hear me moving the pages here. All right, now, Jesus was not a white supremacist. That's my next point, number seven. Jesus was not a white supremacist. Jesus was about equality, social and economic equality. And that's why the conservatives got rid of him. Go to the book of John, read where the area uh, Jesus raises uh, uh, Lazarus from the dead. And you will see within a week, this is just before Jesus goes to uh, Jerusalem. Within a week, they're having this big party. Jesus is at the head table, so that means the wealthy people say, hey, come sit up here, or whoever was throwing the party, the fet, you know, uh, the fet. He, they, they, they had him up front, and he said, come on, Lazarus, come on up here with us. He wanted everybody to see Here's this man y'all know was dead because he was in the ground for four days. Why did he leave him in the ground for four days? Because he wanted everybody to know the guy wasn't sleeping. The guy didn't have a headache. You know, there wasn't some kind of a mistake. The man was dead him dead. He came out stinking, stinking of death. And there he was sitting up front. Everybody saw that. And it reads right there where the, the upper class, they call them Pharisees, they call them Sadducees, but these were the upper class people, the conservative people, and they were plotting, we got to kill Jesus because if we don't, he's going to become too popular and then his stuff is going to take over and we're going to lose control. Hello, somebody. Now, I'm talking about Jesus not being, being racist. Let me show you something. Walk with me on this. They wanted to also kill Lazarus. Same little area of the Bible. When you read it, it's right there. We need to kill him too. Now, how do we know that Jesus wasn't a racist? Because, for example, the story of the Good Samaritan. The Samaritans were not of the Jewish, quote-unquote, race. Hello, somebody. But when you read the story of the Good Samaritan, and I did a podcast about that, so make sure you click the like button, click and subscribe, so that when I do the YouTube conversion from MP3 to MP4, you get, you know, you get notified and you can check it out. I break it down in that podcast. But basically, uh, uh, the Samaritan is an outcast person. He's a member of a foreign group of people. And Jesus uses him as an example of how people are supposed to, when Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself, he uses that as an example. And he uses an outcast person. Okay. There are many other examples in there, but that's the one that comes to mind. I'll show you something else. Same, go back to the book of Acts. The Jews were trying to say to Paul, or they were having this big argument, that when Gentiles, other racial groups, join the, the organization okay, that they had, whatever they were calling it at the time, because they weren't calling themselves Christians. Okay? Remember, the Bible has been translated to support this, this concept that they built in 325 A.D., they were called disciples. Jesus called his people disciples, right? So when they joined the organization, these outside people from different nationalities and stuff, Jews were saying, well, you had to become like us with the circumcision and so forth. And Paul went to war with these fellas saying, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, this ain't a circumcision of the flesh. This is a circumcision of the heart, okay? And that's why when you join the church, you don't have to be circumcised. Circumcision is something which is done 
for other reasons. That's as far as what we call Christianity. Now, when it comes to Jewish faith, and remember, Jews have denominations too. Muslims have denominations too, okay? And on that point, if everybody knew what was going on with the Bible, why are there like 30, 25, or 30,000 different denominations that call themselves Christian and using the same Bible or some variation of it? You know, the Lutherans have their Bible. The Jehovah Witnesses have their Bible. The Roman Catholics have their Bible. Then there's the King James Bible. There's the Geneva Bible, which, by the way, the Puritans, you know, the guys, Plymouth Rock, 1620 up in Massachusetts, they didn't come over with a King James Bible. They came over with the uh, Geneva Bible. It had 80 books in it. The original King James Version had 80 books in it. How come we've only got 66? I go back to the fact that things have been manipulated. All right, so we've got uh, anybody wanted to join? Okay, right. Uh, just follow me on this. So Jesus was was not a white was not a, a, a white supremacist, and he wasn't a white European. We've explained that. Uh, various churches from Europe uh, or America have falsely taught white male superiority. So let me read that again. Various churches from Europe or America have falsely taught white male supremacy. And I've already gone over these points that Scripture is not about that stuff at all. Okay, so I won't belabor the point. Scripture is about equality. Scripture is about purity of the spirit, okay? And, you know, God and, 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 and kings, I'm sorry, First Samuel 15, he specifically says, I don't see as you people see. You judge, you see from the outside, I see from the heart. I judge the heart. See, what's in the heart of a man? So this is why it is that you've got so much people in the conservative churches that can quote up and down and stand around and be Ku Klux Klansmen and, 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 and all these other groups and so forth and so on and call themselves Christians and people who are liberals slash people of color slash the outsiders, whatever the outsider might be, can look at this and say, well, that's, that's hypocrisy, all right? But they want to have all the privilege. They want their churches open when nobody, nobody else can open. They want to be able to gather and plot and scheme inside of their buildings and so forth and so on because separation of church and state. Uh, uh, but, uh, the, but they want the state to support them and give them money and so forth. You see, we've got all these lines crossing, all these lines crossing. And this is white male superiority. That's what it's all about, different variations and different versions of. No. God ain't about that, but the churches have been, are, and probably always will be. And that's why I say God is a liberal, Jesus is a liberal, and if you are a liberal, you are closer to God than these people who call themselves conservatives. All right. Uh, Anybody taking down statues, this is number nine, anybody taking down statues cannot be a follower of the scriptures. I'm going to make that statement again. Anybody, let let me change that. Anybody who's fighting the taking down of statues, anybody who was fighting the taking down of statues, you cannot be a follower of Scripture. Anybody fighting the taking down of statues, you're not supportive of that. You think these people should be locked up. Then you don't follow the Scriptures. Guess what? Because the Scriptures say in particular there are to be no crosses, there are to be no statues, there's not, you're not supposed to tattoo yourselves, none of this stuff. Now, you can come back with all the excuses that you want to about things change with Jesus Christ and all the rest of that. I don't have time on this podcast to argue the point, but guess what? <clears throat> I can show in Scripture that nothing changed with Jesus Christ except our spirits are reunited back to God so we don't need a church, you don't need a priest, you don't need people to, 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 to hover over you to act on your behalf because we are one with God through the scriptures, whatever your scriptures may be. All right? So I want to make that clear. If you are somebody and you are against taking down these statues that are going on right now in the United States, okay, and you're, you know, you're against Scripture because Scripture says no statues. Let me show you something that comes to mind. Go to the book of Daniel, chapter 3 or chapter 6. It's one of them two. There was these three fellows, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And this king put this statue up, and he said when the music plays, everybody's got to bow down to the statue. Okay? The statue represents a statue. It represents a flag. It represents a song. People, you've got to sing this song or you're not with us. 
We're not supposed to do that stuff. So these guys refused to do it. They put him inside of a furnace. The king looked in. He said, hey, didn't we throw three fellows in there? And they said, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. He says, well, how come I see four? All right? And the furnace was so hot, it burned up the fellows who threw these Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego into the furnace. So he says, come on out, guys. And when they came out, they didn't even smell like fire. They didn't smell like smoke. That's right in the Bible. So clearly, if you got a problem with statues being brought down, especially statues of racist people, okay, you got a problem because God is not a racist and God does not support statues. So you've got nothing to stand on and call yourself somebody walking with Scripture. All right, let's go to number 10. The Bible does not teach against alcohol consumption. The Bible does not teach against alcohol consumption. What was the very first miracle that Jesus did? I'll use that as an example. He made wine, and the wine was so good that the people who were drunk at the party said, Hey, man, why, why you got this good wine? Normally folks be bringing out the bad wine last, and they, may, and they give you the good wine first. But this wine is, man, this, this wine is righteous, brother. Okay? Read the scriptures. I'm paraphrasing. He made his wine so good that even though they was drunk as skunks, they knew it was the best wine out there. And last but not least, let me read this carefully. Jesus is not a racist. He's not homophobic. He's not anti-abortion or any of these things that these right-wing conservatives are trying to say. I've already spoken extensively on some of these other topics. Let me talk about the anti-abortion issue as we close out this, our last podcast. The Gospels are silent about homosexuality. The only things that Jesus specifically spoke about was if a man looks at a woman in lust, he's already sinned, and he spoke about committing adultery, all right? Those two things, all right, in his Gospels as we have them right now. Okay, uh, I know folks are going to be telling me about Paul and all the rest of that. I've already covered the mistranslations of the Bible, so leave that alone. Let me talk about this thing about abortions, all right? Originally, it was the Catholic Church back in the 60s that had an issue with abortion. But then the Catholics have an issue with everything that has to do with sex. Protestant churches, they didn't give a who. They had it going on. They had segregation going on and all the rest of that and so forth and so on. Then, listen to me carefully now, then the 1960s Black Lives Matter thing happened. It started in the 50s with the death of Emmett Till and, and Rosa Parks and many other things. But it took off like a, like a wildfire. It took off like this COVID-19 pandemic in America right now, okay? That's how it took off, if I'm going to use an example, uh, in, in, in the United States. And so uh, all of a sudden, you had the Democrat who was president, uh, uh, Kennedy, and the next one who was uh, uh, president, Democrat, uh, Lyndon Bain Johnson, they supported civil rights legislation. They sent troops down to the South to force the Southerners to desegregate and stuff, and Johnson knew he had killed his political career, so he didn't even bother to run for re-election in 1968. So Nixon, he comes in in 1968, he wins the election, and the first thing he does is he starts a war on drugs. In other words, he starts modern mass incarceration, not Bill Clinton, all right? Okay, now, um, 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 now so now the Democrats, they were concentrated, uh, the, the conservatives were in the Democratic Party up until that time. This is why when you look at the Klan, you see them as Democrats before 1960. But during the late 60s and especially the 70s, uh, they were confused, so they backed Jimmy Carter all right, as a Democrat. They said, well, we'll get us one of these, these uh, church guys to be president. So they get Jimmy Carter to be president, and guess what? He goes after the conservative ch- uh, churches who were running uh, still segregated and segregated schools and stuff and said to them, look, you're going to lose your tax exempt if you don't desegregate. Boy, they got mad. So they make a deal with the Republicans. And they said, look, we'll bring our people, our voting block, over to you if you give us money and you raise us up and let us be racist and so forth. No problem. Okay? I'm paraphrasing. Look up the details for yourself. But here's the closer. They knew that they could not run on racism. So they had to come up with something. And all of a sudden, by golly, we're anti-abortionists now. But if you go to the book of Numbers, chapter 5 and verse 21, God created abortion. So if you were an anti-abortionist, 
What you really are is you are a pro-racist, a pro-bigotry, a pro-everything uh, 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 that is wrong about Scripture because God created abortion. So we've come to the end of our broadcast. We want to say it's been fun. We always close out with the following phrase. Don't let anybody that's given up on their dreams talk you into giving up on yours. It's been fun. I'm called the gladiator because I have battled back and battled back and battled back from all sorts of circumstances. And if I can do it, you can do it because you're a better person than me. And I want to say God loves you. I love you. May God continue to bless you. And just have a great life. Wear those masks. Do your social distancing. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Roz. It's been fun.